0: Hello and welcome to the Copenhagen Legal Tech Lab podcast, where we address innovation and the law from three angles, people, technology, and business. I'm Nick Horton, and together today, we're here at the Law, Innovation, and Vulnerability Conference at the Faculty of Law at the University of Copenhagen. And I'm here together with um, a venture capitalist, Peter Ehuwe, who was fortunate enough to call a friend, And we go back a ways and we've had some interesting conversations about legal tech uh, from the money side, which is why we invited you to this conference. But how about a couple of quick words, who you are and why
1: you're here. Yeah, sure thing. Um, So as Nick said, my name is Peter Erhul. I'm a general partner at Seed Capital, uh, one of the largest Danish venture funds. Uh, I've worked in in software for 20 years, uh, the last seven or so predominantly in venture capital. Um, always interested in sort of the the up and coming uh, areas uh, of, uh, of where to invest.
0: <laughs> Super. Well, one of the reasons we 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 invited you was we uh, we saw each other at, a, at an event uh, last autumn, November December, right So up to Christmas, right before everything closed again with the latest round of the pandemic, mm-hmm. and you had a great line. We asked you. You've been asked to speak about uh, legal tech from yes. the investor perspective, and I remember you grabbing me because we worked for a long time in the same co-working space and you said, uh, hey, this legal tech thing, what exactly is it and where can I find out more about it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, so I think the thing that triggered me was I was invited to speak at, at, uh, at this event and, and I was asked to explain legal tech, so what is all the fuss about? And I was like, okay, yeah, I, I sort of, I understand and, and I can sort of guess what it's about, legal tech. I've seen maybe a couple of investments globally. Um, but I wouldn't say, like, there's a ton of fuss about it in the venture industry. I'm sure there's a ton of fuss about it in the in the legal industry, but but uh, in venture capital, not so much. Um, and then I looked it up, right? And I looked up, I had to, I found this massive graph with all the sectors that were invested in, in the last, uh, I think, last three years. And at the very, very tail end was legal tech. With, yeah, uh, I think, yeah. The- uh, Half a billion or one billion dollar out of trillions, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but
0: it was it was a graph. It was, a graph that, it, was a, well, it was a slide that made an impression in a world where we see thousands of slides a year. I still remember this one. It was a, one of those long tail, very very the long tail. That's it was that graph, but yeah. then it had a it had sort of a cut where you could see right like they extended just to show you how far away exactly. it was. Exactly, and from that's from a the the take
1: because it was small, so small.
0: It was it was. So we thought well, yeah, I think it was one and a half billion or something, but you know nothing yeah. compared to a. trillion. Billion dollar industry, so small business, exactly. and yet you said despite this, you had actually made an in, an investment in this space.
1: I have. I think. And I think a lot of you know a lot of the stuff we do in venture capital is figuring out what's next, right? What is, what is coming? Uh, what's what's trending? What can become a next? You know, the next multi billion dollar company, right? And if you look at at various industries, there's a lot of a lot of things to like about uh legal uh the the legal industry um because you know it's it's predominantly manual work uh Mm -hmm. manual in the sense that people write contracts not not with a hammer and stuff it's (laughs) done
0: with tippity type, tippity type, it's done with typing rather
1: than an algorithm yeah yeah yeah, exactly it's a really big sector it's only becoming bigger right and uh with more compliance and a lot of other things influencing it um the sector is actually growing significantly right.
0: it passes google's toothbrush tests. yes you can say uh, that you know, yeah, yeah. especially in the world yeah. of business right yeah
1: yeah for sure um and also it's just it, it's it's very um traditional so it sort of ticks all the boxes in terms of what could what what you know is it right for disruption absolutely right and can you automate it yes you can a lot of it right um the good, I mean, I work with a lot of lawyers and I have a ton of respect for for what they do. But where I expect them is, is their advisory services more than their ability to type up contracts.
0: Their their analysis and exactly. their judgment,
1: and judgment and, and all those things. I absolutely. So, so um, shortly after that conference, I met with a company called Comply Cloud, uh, which essentially. Automate your GDPR documentation and a lot of other interesting stuff. Fabulous business, um, growing significantly, bootstrapped, just uh, meaning bootstrapped means they haven't taken any outside money before. Uh, the CEO was a former lawyer, absolutely knew his stuff and a, a really great CEO. Um, so, so, so that actually became my first uh, <laughs> investment into legal tech, which I'm super excited about because it works extremely well, right? The thing with legal tech and law in general is that it tends to follow geographical borders or national borders where with uh, something like GDPR is pretty cross-national, so... Bigger market. Exactly, yeah. exactly, which makes it a lot more attractive to someone like me, um, so yeah.
0: Yeah, in, in this scalable thing, so you know, quick sidebars, Leon, mm-hmm. we we take a pretty broad, big tent, holistic view to, to to legal tech, and so one of the definitions you use here is uh, is is anything that analyzes, applies, or interprets the law. Uh-huh. And so, again, this is you know not law tech as in something that technology that helps lawyers, but something that works with the law. And so with compliance side, we, we see a certain amount of, and as absurdly small as this niche is, we still manage to end up with subdivisions. So, <laughs> you know, reg tech or sub tech. Anyway, but taking this compliance side, where do you see the growth? Is it, you know, this is a GDPR tool or is it, once you've learned to apply technology to one rule, then there are lots of other rules that things can
1: be applied to, is it? Is no, absolutely. It, absolutely, there's yeah. that right. Um, so
0: master one, vertical, and then?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll probably stick within compliance, but GDPR is definitely not the so, first yeah, one. Absolutely, so we start with you know GDPR as a law, it's and GDPR, then AML, KYC. ISO also. certifications, or, which isn't a strictly legal mm-hmm. thing, but, you know, it's compliance related. Yeah. Um, so there is uh, many frameworks, GDPR is one of them. You have this, uh, I've got the name, but there's one in California. Uh, Canada is introducing something GDPR-like. Um, so a lot, of, a lot of stuff going on there with GDPR being the first framework. So a lot could, of other with data privacy,
0: consumer protection.
1: Exactly, and, and from the company side, by right? just having your house in order, having your documentation in place, and so on and so forth, right? Whereas, yeah.
0: So. Cool. And just for lawyers because i mean most of the listeners to this will not necessarily understand the kind of bets that you guys are making so mm. i think vc they think mm-hmm. you know the investors investors you guys are making big bets super early looking for a very very large return so yeah, yeah, you're yeah, looking yeah. for 10x you're looking for 10 times the money that you put in
1: yeah as a minimum right yeah absolutely as um, a minimum yeah um I, so when I looked at this industry the first time in, in depth, right, I think it was it was pretty similar to the financial services industry and, and to the banks, right. So, fintech is another really big investment area, um, and I think legal tech could. It has a lot of the same characteristics, right. It, it, we can easily build something m- very big, very meaningful in legal tech, and I think it's it's an industry. W- where the older partners are sitting around laughing a little bit about uh, what's this the technology gizmo can never replace me uh, and all the bank CEOs said the same thing 10 years ago right they're, they're not exactly laughing anymore because you know it's it's death by a thousand paper cuts more yeah. or less. so they have to you know I, mean, I think if I was in the legal industry I would think a lot about okay if I have five years left maybe not maybe it's not a problem <laughs> if I have 15 yeah. uh, maybe start thinking about sort of what are you actually, where, where is it that you add value that can't be done by a computer and focus on that? And for me, it's like advice and, and the, the great work that they do in, in a lot of these areas.
0: If we stick with what you're doing, you do know, and you invest, and I, I'm interested in your analysis of the, you know, your take, because like you, I'm an outsider. You know, mm-hmm. You're yep. both outsiders looking yes, in on yes, this. Yes, today. Absolutely. And I, I, mean, I also mean an awful lot of mental can be, it just looked pattern recognition. There seemed to be a lot of panic pattern recognition with fintech. I'm a little older than you, so I think I was looking even further back. I remember <laughs> the big bang, uh, <laughs> deregulation wave. But what other opportunities do you see in this space? You know, so it's the compliance, you know, applying rules, which is a very manual task. I mean, still today, it's an awful lot of you know, filling in spots, in yep, a, yep, you yep. Know, putting Xs into a spreadsheet, yep. which is obviously something you can automate where do you see the opportunities in this field let's say now and then what are you excited about five years down the road about watching
1: and seeing develop maybe mm-hmm. so i think right now it's a lot of it's a lot of automation a lot of contract generation based on you know 99 98 of a contract is standard right so a lot of that is just pretty automa- automatable, and we're seeing a lot of smaller companies doing that um Denmark, there's something called legal desk that generates a lot of contracts um, for for stuff that is relatively easy to automate, um, and similarly in Sweden, Germany, and so on and so forth. Um, I think over the next five years, what's what's really exciting is is the increased use of AI. Uh, you can you can automate much more stuff than you think, and ultimately, I know yes, the lawyer has to be accountable for it, and 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 they have to trust the work and so on, but it's 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 going to be interesting to see what's possible because I think today, right, you have you have uh, you have computers that are better at, at doing uh, chip design, like computer chip design, than humans could ever do. Yeah. You have computers that are better better at, at discovering new drugs. Absolutely. And what? so, if if that's automatable, maybe maybe a lot of what a lawyer does can be automated as well.
0: we us see. We've got a couple of minutes left here at the end. I I um. When I just gave a talk last night to the Copenhagen Bar Association and mm-hmm. I was asked about robots and I was asked about AI <laughs> and, uh, and my advice was that you know that's not what they should be worrying about right now they should be worrying about automating really simple straightforward tasks like renaming files in a data room for mergers <laughs> and acquisitions <laughs> uh, there is an app for that you don't have to have human beings let alone no. human beings with law degrees no. sit down and rename all those by hand now I said that this AI thing you know Sometimes I feel like we've been watching it come for so long that we've, we've missed that it may actually get here. Yeah. You know, that the, it's been right around the corner for so long. I
1: completely agree. Yeah. But
0: sooner or later, it will. So where do you see it in this space? Yeah. Having looked at it, you know, because yeah. you are used to analyzing, new, you know, mm-hmm. many different verticals and looking for parallels. Yeah. Where do you see it coming in this space? Where would you see a couple of areas that it are coming
1: first and how far away right. do you think it is? Right, right, right. So uh, I think in areas, it's already here, in certain mm-hmm. areas, right? Like do diligence, for example, scanning a million pages of paper. I think that is probably going on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I would probably encourage uh, the, <laughs> the audience not to see it as a binary event. It's not like something that's just gonna someday you're obsolete right yeah someday the field has changed it's more like to what you were probably saying last night is use the tools now augment the capacity of your staff right now because there's a ton of really good tools out there that can help them be much more productive work much faster to the benefit of you and your clients because by doing that you will actually be well prepared and and, have, and you will end up with people that are much closer and much more adapt, oh, sorry, and much more um, skilled in using technology. Um, um, because it's not going to be someday you wake up and, and uh, all of a sudden M&A law is replaced by an AI, uh, by an AI right? Oh, yeah. It's going to be a lot of small little things. And you yeah, want to so stay start very close. Start. start using it. Yeah. What's the downside? I don't, I, this, I, There's no downside. Yeah. Um, but the. The, the risk of cat- catastrophe is pretty high if you're just going to sit around for the next you 10, years. If you ignore it,
0: yeah. I mean, I always tell you, know, <laughs> none of us know, you know, bankers are still among the best paid people we know, even though what they do has changed a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, again, so, so if you're looking at, at AI, I mean, just to push you on this, because I've asked you once already, and I'll ask you again, is, is where you, which <laughs> piece do you see it, uh, where do you see it going? You, okay, so you mentioned, for example, that it's already in, diligence scanning vast numbers of documents. Yeah, Uh, I've seen it in uh, DPA, you know, analysis of DPA, very similar contracts, where it's great at spotting the differences. What is it that AI does? That that it does better than us? Is it noticing patterns, pattern recognition, pattern
1: recognition, I don't think we should probably not go into the different kinds of AI. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> but, um, no, 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 but what but, uh, it does, yeah, yeah, not how um, it does it. No, no, exactly, yeah. but, but so pattern recognition uh, and like computers have always done, right, they're great at automating repeatable stuff. They will do it better and faster and, and with fewer errors and so on uh, for you. Yeah. And, and when we talk about AI, I'm always a little bit, it because it's whether it's machine learning or AI a, yeah, this is not the time to discuss that no but exactly it was, right yeah. it's not gonna be like Skynet wakes up someday and takes yeah. it over the world right it's more of a it'll be lots, lots of little things that will just become you know it'll make your work smarter. easier faster yeah. yeah and someday maybe you don't have to watch the contract being generated because it's just it's just gonna happen right. Right? you proofread it yeah they probably won't go to call for you
0: you know one of the things i think about is when's the last time you negotiated an airplane ticket you don't get on the airplane it's a standardized product and you get there and guess what now there's planes that go everywhere all the time and thank god for that uh cool well listen it's been a great discussion thank you peter thanks for having me from seed for joining us um thank you for listening this has been the copenhagen legal tech lab podcast my name is nick horton thank you very much
1: This is Copenhagen Legal Tech Lab podcast at the Faculty of Law of the University of Copenhagen. Brought to you by the Hayes Foundation.
0: And don't forget to subscribe and follow us on social media and your favorite
1: podcast platform.